0: Hey, thanks for joining us here on the House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about the House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. Awesome. Listen, it is so glad. uh, I'm so glad to be here with you guys today, y'all look great, by the way. Come on, I see your outfits looking good. Um, well, it's, it's an honor to be here with you guys today, and um, I'm excited to be jumping into the word, but before I do that, I do want to take a quick moment to honor our, honor our pastors, Pastor Stephen and Katie. Uh, they're not here today, but they're, they're having a the time to refresh and refuel, and we love when they have uh, just an opportunity to be able to do that. Uh, one thing that I just love about them is just their, the way that they model intentionality. Come on, like the older I get, I realize going deep can be intimidating, right? Having real conversations. But it's it's been that level um, and the way that they've been able to model that in their lives and the way that I've been able to see that, that it has helped every aspect of my life and my relationships with my wife, with my friends. um, Their level of intentionality has really spoke volumes to me. And so that's something that um, I'm just blessed to have that in my life. And can we give them just some honor on that? Come on. Well, uh, today we're going to be continuing our sermon series, Path to Progress, um, and I'm excited to jump into that, and so I'm going to pray real quick, and then we're going to hop right into it. God, I just pray that as we, we continue on in this series, Father, that um, that you would go before me, Father, that like your Holy Spirit would speak through me, Father, that our hearts would be ready to receive, Father, that we would be open to everything and anything that you have for us this this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Awesome. Well, um, lately life has been kind of cool because i love this time of the year i don't know if i have any basketball fans out there but i love basketball all right and so uh, do i have any basketball fans oh, am i alone today okay there we go i see sprinkles of it a little bit out there so i appreciate you guys rocking with me uh, basketball has always been something that has been a joy of mine um ever since i was little and around this time we've just got out of the like the nba playoffs It's led us to the nba finals right and um this is so cool because you get to see new stars emerge you get to see what underdog is going to step up and it's just cool to see the storyline of what happens in the league um but basketball has always had just just a, a near and a dear spot in my heart matter of fact once upon a time your boy used to want to have uh to be in the nba like i used to have hoop dreams come on I used to say, like, one day I want to make it to the league. Um, And I used to think about it very often and all the time. Um, I played all four years in basketball, in varsity basketball in high school. I played in middle school. I played JV. I went through the whole process. Um, And I just had a passion for uh, for playing basketball, and that's what I wanted to do. And I was inspired by this guy named Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady was an NBA all-star around the time that I was in high school, and I wanted to be just like him him all right so to the point that I would model everything after Tracy McGrady down to the outfit come on I had to have the sleeve I had to have the headband I had to have the wristbands I wanted to be just like Tracy McGrady I even modeled my my actual game after him my jump shot had to look just like him I had to fall down just the way that he fell I said I want to be just like Tracy McGrady the only difference the only difference is the fact that Tracy McGrady was 6'10". And um, I know that you guys are sitting down right now, and I know I'm kind of like, if you look at me at a certain angle, I look a little taller, but um, as much as I prayed and as much as I pleaded to God, he capped me out right around 5'8", five, 5'9", five, and so I was like, come on, God, what's, what's up? And so, but I still had hope, right? I still i still had hope i can remember seeing shorter guys in the league i was like if they can do it i can do it right and so i can remember uh reaching going through like my sophomore year of school and going into my junior year and i was like i wanna i wanna play basketball i may not make it to the league i was i was starting to accept that fact but i was like maybe i could at least make it to the next level and so i began my search on figuring out what it would take to play on the next level um on, on any level even if it was a small school and I just like it was so crazy the amount of work and everything you had to go through to be able to play ball on the next level but I found this one little school it was out of state it was a small uh, Baptist University and I was like okay they have open tryouts Um, if I'm good enough I can walk on there that is going to be my game plan and so that is that is what I did Um, looking back hindsight 2020 I'm like why did I do this this the school was not only was it out of state It was more expensive. I had a small slither of an opportunity to play basketball. Nothing was adding up, but for some reason, everything within me was like, this is the way to go. And so that's what I did. I went out to that school, and guys, I can remember, walking inside that gym and I felt like Kevin Hart facing Giants. I was looking and I was like, oh no, everybody is taller than me. Everybody is faster than me. Everybody is more skillful than I am. And I was like, what did I get myself into? I couldn't even get a shot off against these guys. Like I would go up and they would just, I was just like, come on, man. It was, it was terrible. That was my whole experience. And so I was, I was quickly humbled quickly humbled um, and I can just remember like okay I'm here um, and obviously in that moment I did not get a call to join the team um, as I expected that I would and so I can remember uh, the coaches kind of coming down and there was me and a few other guys uh, that they were not considering to join the team and it was like here's the deal um, basically this is what the team is going to be doing over the next year. Here are the workout regimen. Here is the times that we're going to have open practices, so you can actually come um, if you want to, like, still pursue this and maybe try to get better. Um, this is a way that you can do that, and then we'll reevaluate later. I'm like, cool. Like, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I don't have a car. I'm broke. I'm already. In, I'm already enrolled in classes. Like, let's do this thing. And so over the over the that year, like, that is what i did i devoted myself to my craft i wanted to get better Um, i wanted to build my confidence every single day i was in the gym every single day i was working on my conditioning and over the course of that year you guys like i got in the best basketball shape of my whole life Um, i did develop confidence and I, i learned how to play against bigger guys and i was like man like i am really going somewhere with this and so the time comes the time comes for the opportunity to be able to like, to get that call and, and to actually join the team. Um, and I was I was like, okay, like I've done the work, I had a plan, I have executed the plan, I am better. Other people have said that I am better, like let's see where it takes me. And so I go out back to that opportunity there, that try out and I don't get selected. I don't get selected, someone else gets selected over me and I'm at the end of myself and I'm just like, this is, this is bad. This is, this is rough. And it, it left me feeling, um, it left me feeling hurt. And so I can remember that year ending out the summer happening, me going back home and saying like, okay, what, what is next? What do I need to do? What do I need to step into? Um, and I can remember really just, uh, spending time with the Lord and getting a vision of what my next step should look like. And it led me to move back home and to attend a different college and start pursuing um, knowledge on like how to record music, how to make music, and how to do things like that. And I was just like, God, like, what are you doing right now? Because I just didn't understand it. And the point to all of this is that I had a plan, but sometimes plans don't work out the way that we anticipate them to go. Right? Sometimes they, they don't work out. In Proverbs 16:9, it says that we make our plans but the Lord is the one that determines our steps. And that is exactly what I was learning in that season, that I had a plan, that I executed the plan. It may not have been a smart plan, but I had one, right? And I was going out and I said, this is going to be what I accomplish." But the Lord is like, listen, I have different plans for you. And so if the Lord is the one that determines our steps, That means that he is the one who is actually leading us. And as Pastor Devin mentioned last week, there can be no progress with God without first death to self. That is less of us and that's more of him. So that means that there will be moments on our path where he will lead us to choices of death. All right. And when that happens, we may have to like mourn the vision of what we had in our head of how life will pan out. Or how life will go but God doesn't leave us there he doesn't leave us in a state of sorrow he doesn't lead us in a state of giving up he says like if I'm asking you to give up something for me I actually that actually means I have something better for you right and so in a lot of our journey like when we face stuff and we feel like we are defeated it can be easy to stay there and to live there but he's saying listen I I, yes I am asking you to give up something but that's because I have something better for you when I gave up my dream of playing basketball in the NBA and being an NBA star like he was like listen I have something I have something different for you I started learning about music and I didn't know all these years later that I would be working at a church as a creative director, being over music, being over social media, being over production, these are things that I didn't see on my horizon, but that God had already saw them. And so when it comes to us giving up stuff and, and learning how to move forward in our path, God is saying, listen, I have something for you. So today we're gonna be answering the question, how do we respond as we face tension on our path? And the assignment, um, the name of my assignment, if you're taking notes, is Joy Is. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to start reading in Galatians 5, verses 16 through 23. And it says this. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Going on to verse 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, and wild parties and other sins like these. Man, he was going on. He was going on and on, right? Let me tell you again, as I, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. The first thing that joy is, is joy is spiritual. Joy is spiritual. I start there because as people, we are natural born fixers right anytime something in life happens to us like the what what rises up in us is like okay within my own ability within my own strength within my own power how can i fix this when something isn't looking good we want to make it better and nothing is wrong with that i think that that's 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 an awesome thing and when we are down we naturally seek to fix that but here's the deal when we when we pursue and when we're seeking a natural pick me up and we turn to material things, those things will only last for so long. Those things, they aren't actually built to last, and what they actually satisfy in our life is just our flesh. They will only last for so long because we know that anything temporary can only produce what is temporary in our lives. And we are needing things that will actually stand the test of times. So the feelings of emotion um, and the, the feelings of, of happiness and biblical joy, they're not the same. So the feelings of happiness, they, they are produced by something that is temporary when it's produced by like our physical situation. How are things going on in life right now? Are you having a great day? Did someone bless you with some coffee? Did like, what are things going on that like are, 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 are navigating your natural situation? Um, the other is produced and sustained by the Holy spirit. Now, um, I'm not saying that happiness is not present when we are full of joy with biblical joy, but I am saying that we can have biblical joy even if our situation or our circumstance is not currently one that we will love, right? So biblical joy is not something that we are uh, naturally capable of producing by ourselves. It's produced by the Holy Spirit and is sustained by the Holy Spirit. So today, can I remind us to be careful what we run to in our attempt to replace what only God can provide. Come on. That Netflix show is not going to provide that ultimate joy for us. Instead, can we, can we sometimes get in the Bible instead to, to see what the Holy Spirit is wanting to say to us? Instead of ranting and going on on social media about what's going on, like that's not going to give you that sense of relief um, and joy that you need. Like it's going to be connecting and communing with with the Holy Spirit. Instead of treating every weekend like a weekend getaway, can we say that we're going to have some time in a season where we are going to consistently go to church and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to, to speak to us through services, through life groups, through mentors, like the Holy Spirit is wanting to connect with us and to produce something with us. But if we are always choosing something that is material over that, we will never see the joy that he wants to produce in our life. Let us not be a church that tries to solve spiritual issues with natural ones. We have to look to the spirit. The second thing that joy is, is joy is steady. If you look over like the course of of life, we we face a lot, right? There are definite highs and there are definite lows. And then we just have some times where it's just kind of like even kill and we're just kind of like, we're just there. Um, I think about days that I was definitely on a high where no one could tell me anything. Like the day that I got married, I don't care what you had to say to me that day. Like I was gonna be joyful. <laughs> the day that my kids were born and I got to meet them for the first time, it didn't matter what you presented to me that day, I was gonna be full of joy. And I think that we all can agree that like when life is going great and we are on a high, that it's no problem to, to have joy and to choose joy. But what about the opposite? What about the opposite? Why, do, why should we choose joy in the midst of low? Why should we choose joy in the midst of hardship or anything that may be going on? Um, on my way here today, something kind of was, was kind of funny. Anytime that I preach, I try to get to church kind of early, and I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that I'm here on time. I want to make sure that I got my nose lined out. I want to make sure that I got my head on straight, that I can spend some time um, in the presence of the Lord before I get up and communicate. And today started off great. Today started out fantastic, right? I woke up around 5.30, and I was able to sit down, and I was able to just, like, just get my life together. I'm like, okay, everything's going good. I got something to eat. I'm over here listening to worship music. Today is going to be great. This is, this is awesome. And so my daughter gets up. She First thing that she does is like, Daddy, I love you. I want some cereal. I'm like, all right, I got you. We don't have cereal. We got granola bar. I take care of her. I connect with my wife saying, hey, I'm about to leave. I got the outfit all lined out i got everything in the car and i am ready to go so i go in one more time to grab something and i go back outside and as i pull the door handle i'm like huh this side is locked all right what am am i i'm gonna go to the other side so i go to the other side and i pull it oh this side is also locked and i'm looking inside and my keys are in the inside of my car and like the first reaction is like don't panic everything is good like there's We got another set of keys or something like I could do something. And as as I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking through all this, all the stuff, I'm like, I don't have another set of keys. My wife is going to need the car to get the kids to church later. Like my outfit that I'm going to wear to church is in the car. What am I going to do? And so I called Dev and I'm like, hey, how's it going, Dev. And he was like, hey, how's it going, man? You here at the church? I was like, actually, I'm not at the church yet. Um, I'm still at home. <laughs> uh, I just locked my keys in my car. <laughs> and he's like, hmm, you better call Papa Lock or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, you right, you right. And so I called Papa Locke, and they're like, yeah, buddy, we're going to be there in like an, like an hour. And I was like, I don't have an hour. <laughs> like, I, I need to be on the road like right now and so uh, we ended up calling the um uh, peerage police department they came on out, come on they, they hooked me up they opened up my door for me no free of charge and and i made it right but in those type of moments i'm not feeling joy i was feeling panic <laughs> I was like, God, I need you to do something because I don't I don't know wh- what's about to happen. And I think for us, when we face opposition, when we face troubles, um, the question can be like, why should I have joy in this? Because this doesn't seem joyful um, and I'm not happy about what's going on. And the word has an answer for everything. Um in Romans five, verse two through four, it says this because of our faith. Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Another good one here is James 1 verse 2 through 4. It says this, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Come on, even, even troubles that we inflict upon ourselves about locking keys in our car, right? It's not like no matter what the trouble may be, it's saying consider it joy for it is an opportunity for, for, for us to build our endurance. Um, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Now, these are the types of verses in the Bible that read very well. I'm like, man, I'm reading this and that's powerful. That's that's true. Right, this is awesome. But like at the same time, these are also the type of verses that we read. And I'm like, that's that's hard to actually apply to my life. It's telling me here, to have joy in the heart, to take it um, as a great opportunity for joy because we know what it will produce. It says, allow it, let it, let it build your endurance, let it grow something within you. And so when I read this, um, obviously it's not saying go out and looking for trouble. It doesn't say to hide what may be going on. It doesn't say to ignore your pain. But more so, I believe it's telling us to choose to embrace it with every scenario, with every situation we have, they're they're different and they have to be approached differently. But I think in every one of them, he's calling us to embrace them, whether it's the process of a problem, whether it's the feelings that you may get, Maybe, maybe you have to go through and you may have to go talk to somebody, you may have to go pray through something, you may have to go journal it, but whatever that situation is, he's saying, listen, embrace that because it is giving you an opportunity to grow. And one or two things will happen when we face troubles and when we face opposition. Either we will embrace it and it will enable us to stay on the path to progress that God has for us. Or we will encounter it and it will put us in a cycle where we're stuck. Have you ever felt like you've been stuck in a rut that you keep on coming back to the same thing the place of misery the place of depression the place of addiction the place of whatever it may be because we're stuck and we're in a cycle or it may even take you away fully where you're you're not even going through the cycle of hope and joy and god you're here but you're just kind of like out of the whole game out of the whole mix you're on a whole different path it's telling us here to embrace to embrace it And I think Paul is a great example. One of the books that he writes um, is the book of Philippians, which is known as the book of joy. Paul wrote this in prison. (laughs) He was in prison. (laughs) He's, he's, He's... acknowledging like like this is he's remembering the things that he, he used to be able to do I used to be able to walk around and freely preach the gospel now I'm stuck in here and I'm still preaching the gospel but like it's different I'm in prison but he's still able to choose joy he's actually uh, amplifies like moments where he's happy because, because of where he is people have been like encouraged by like their faith and saying like they can actually go out and spread the gospel because of the example that he said like what is going on in your life that like it may be a hardship for you but right now it's setting an example for someone who's looking at you they're looking at you and like i don't know how in the world that they're getting through this but they still have joy they're still able to stay on the path that god has for them and i think for somebody in here i don't know if you want to catch this or not but like god is saying to you today you can still have joy regardless of if it's in your high or in your low, because my joy is steady. My joy is going to be something that covers anything that you have to face. Joy is steady. So when we face hardship, we need to think like, what is God doing that we may be missing? What is he doing that we may be missing? And we need to remember that he is always producing something. The next thing here that joy is is joy is strength and so when we think about this again this is path to progress and so this is less about the destination and more about like who we are following and what we are choosing to commit to and at times when we think about the path that we're on like it's unknown. We don't, we don't know all the answers to all of the questions. It can be challenging, but joy is to remind us that we can make it through on the other side of it. And our main and our primary example is always and forever will be Jesus himself. Um, If we look at Hebrews 12, verse 1 through 3, it says this, scorning his shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. What stands out here is for the joy set before him, he endured. He endured the cross. You could even say he, uh, he suffered the cross and him knowing like You got to think about this because Jesus, he was also on the path to progress. He came here, he was on an assignment and he knew what the assignment was, but he's not, he didn't do anything that he hasn't, like, whatever he calls us to, he's also willing to walk through it. Jesus himself came down to the earth (laughs) and sacrificed Himself, anything that he could have, like, he could have stayed in heaven and just, like, kind of been on his merry way. But he came down here, and he knew that the plan and the path for him was to go to the cross, and that doesn't make it any easier for him, right? Like, he, he, sweat, he sweat blood, <laughs> if you look back earlier, right? But for him, he was like, not my will, but your will, God. And he was able to step into that, and it says that he was able to do that because of the joy that was set before him. So when we look about this when we think about this i think that we are reminded that like we are called to be like christ in every way and so in galatians 5 verse 24 through 25 it says this those who belong to christ jesus have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there since we are living by the spirit let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives and so for us what does that mean for us? What does it mean to, to say, yes, we're going to endure and suffer through? I think for that hard conversation that you may need to have, you can, you can, you can definitely do it. You can Maybe you're trying to step into freedom, but you don't know like what will happen if I tell someone or if I confess this to this person. And today I'm, let, I'm letting us know and I'm reminding us that like, we can do it before, because of the joy that is set before us. For the joy or freedom that is set before us, we can have a hard conversation. Maybe there is a lifestyle change that you need to make and you can definitely 100% endure it and you can suffer through it because of the joy that is set before you because you know that discipline will flourish something awesome in your life. Maybe there is a generational curse on your family and it's been there and you're saying, you know what, that is going to stop with me that is going that's not going to move forward past this generation and i can do it because of the joy that is set before me or breaking that generational curse god is saying like look at the joy that is set before you because what you see right now and what is what you're what you're enduring right now that is not all like it's not going to end here you don't have to stay where you're at you can actually make a choice to endure past it and know that i have something for you on the other side when the path gets narrow Think about the joy set before you and remember that it is worth it. When we think about the question that I asked earlier, how do we respond when we face tension? The answer to that is we respond with joy. We respond with joy. We might not always have happiness in every season, but we can always have joy in every season because joy is an attitude that we choose to adopt. We embrace the hope, the love, and we trust that, like, regardless of what I may see right now, that there's something that is going before me, and because of that, I can choose to have joy. In my own life, um, I just think about, like, the many times that, like, even I face, like, different hardships, and and I'm here now, and I've been able to overcome just different things, but, like, it wasn't without experiencing hardship, obviously, we all do, and so, Um, One one specific time I can remember, and this is like years ago, but I can remember just my mom passing away unexpectedly. And that was something that, that just shook me. That was something that changed the way that I viewed God. It changed the way that I viewed people. It changed the way that I viewed like the trajectory of my own life. And I began to say like, like I was in that spot where I was stuck in a cycle. I was I was too afraid to embrace like what it would look like to process my mom passing away into and, and to move forward and I found myself on this cycle it was and where I was just making decisions where I was allowing my fleshly nature to to rule over me and to have rain and it was a process and in that process um I found myself in shame and we find ourselves in shame sometimes when we, when we get stuck in a way because we're like, how can I go back and how can I turn away when I've done this, when I've done that and I've allowed just all these things to like run rampant in my life and I remember God just being so loving and patient with me. I can remember that him just depositing pieces of like love reminding me that listen, like I'm not, I'm not mad at you because you're doing your thing. I'm not running out of grace with you because you're doing your thing. I'm not, I'm not exposing you. Matter of fact, like I love you and I'm ready for you to turn back and I'm ready for you to embrace what I have for you. And so come on, all over this room, what I think about is if he was able to do that with me, and he was able to restore my joy to remind me that, like, listen, you you may you may be here right now. And the thing that you are suffering through. Like, it may be the strongest thing that you feel like is going on, but, like, look past it. Look at the joy that is set before you. I have more for you. I have more for your family. I have more for for everything that you could ever think through. Like, I have more. And so all over this room, what I want to do is I want to take a moment where we can pray. Um, because the truth is, like, choosing joy over and over and over again has enabled me to stay on the path and without choosing joy like there's no way that i would be able to be where i am now standing before you thank you for listening to this week's podcast we would love to hear how this message impacted you feel free to let us know on the contact us tab of the house website we hope you have a great week